Welcome to Pop Culture Retro, which was recently voted the 15th best podcast by the residents of the Golden Years Retirement Community in Boca Raton, Florida. Each show, we'll revisit some of your favorite pop culture memories with insider and outsider perspectives. Now, please help me welcome your hosts, Ike Eisenman and Jonathan Rosen. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Pop Culture Retro. I'm one of your hosts, Jonathan Rosen, along with the man who famously gave strength and conditioning pointers to The Rock on the set of 2009's Race to Witch Mountain, Ike Eisenman. Ike, how are you today? <laughs> I'm I'm awesome. I keep forgetting you do these these intros now, and all of a sudden you start talking. I go, oh dear, what am I in for today? <laughs> I thought that's pretty good. That so, was fantastic. Well, yeah. <laughs> today, today we have another forgotten film. We haven't done one in a while. Yeah. And I, I, I'm going to let you introduce. Well, I'm going to say, okay, we are doing Shakes the Clown. We are, it, we take turns, and this was your turn. And I think at some point we decided that we were going to torture the other one with the <laughs> film. And, and I have to say that out of all the times we've done it, this is the first time I can say that honestly that you did just that but i'm gonna let you <laughs> well you, you know what i kind of figured i kind of figured since we we we, we decided to go that route that this might be a good uh a, a good candidate for it yeah yeah um i was also uh tortured or let's say retortured in 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 a sense but yeah shakes the clown it's is it's from 1991 written and directed and starring bobcat goldthwaite he plays obviously shakes the clown and the character is a major alcoholic who ends up screwing his life up as a party clown because he drinks too much and his friends get on his back about it. And his boss threatens, boss threatens to fire him if he doesn't straighten up. And then a group of drug dealing party clowns that are kind of his nemesis frame him for the murder of their boss and hilarity ensues. So <laughs> there it is. And, and the upshot of this, this, really this film that's just so ludicrous and what i think i loved about it the most when i first saw it and i'll get to that in a minute is that bobcat goldthwaite just created you know this world of palookaville where you know people don't live as clowns they function as clowns though and they all have their different jobs and there's the party clowns and then there's the rodeo clowns and then there are the mimes and the party party clowns and rodeo clowns hate each other and they all hate the mimes and so every time they come across a mime they just want to beat the crap out of them because they hate them so much and that's one of the others kind of you know semi-humorous ironies towards the end that for bobcat uh for shakes to to hide out while he's being pursued by the cops for a murder he didn't commit he goes to mime school <laughs> it's just it's just so ridiculous but anyway that's the that's the uh the basic rundown on it it stars co-stars julie brown and blake clark paul dooley kathy griffin tom kenny uh who plays the villainous uh party clown and he's the incredibly prolific profoundly talented uh voice over actor who voiced spongebob squarepants amongst scores and scores and scores of other things and then there's adam sandler who's in it florence henderson does a cameo robin williams does a cameo so it was quite an illustrious cast that you know of you know i have no doubt friends of, of bobcats that uh that he put together but 
my personal history with the film is yes this is another film i worked on in adr and um oh, that i didn't know okay yeah yeah and th this okay. is the thing about uh, you know there there there's the comedies most specifically um because seem to seem to have been particularly fascinating to work on primarily because again we don't know what the movies are um and sometimes I screen them, sometimes my partners would screen them. And then if my partner screened it and I walked in cold, I have really no idea what it's all about. But um, when we would work on comedies, the directors are always like to be there. And I started to figure out very, very, very quickly why that, why that occurred. It's because this is the very first audience that the film gets to see because the film is still unfinished. So it's only been screened for editors and, you know, music people and sound editors and, and all of that who are, you know, of course they're consumers as well. But when we come in with a group of 10 actors, it's like a mini audience that gets to watch this comedy for the first time. And they, you know, one director had explained to me how, valuable it was because he had no idea if his film was funny or not and bobcat was like feeling equally insecure so when we all start busting a gut at what we're seeing on screen it's just becomes a huge relief for the filmmakers and i have to say um yes this is this is a torturous movie to watch it does not hold up over time but for some reason in 1991, man, it tickled it tickled my funny bone and those of my coworkers, and we just ended up having to watch an entire reel at a time just to get our laughing out of the way and then back up and start to work on it because it was just so freaking ridiculous. Bob so, was in with you when you did it. He was in the session. Oh yeah, he was there. Yeah, we worked, spent an entire wow. eight hours working with him, and you know, you just I I. I always liked him as a comedian, as a, as, a, too. <laughs> as a comic character, because that's really what it was. He was a comedic character. He created the, the persona of Bobcat Goldthwait. Of course, he doesn't speak like that, and he doesn't mm -hmm. stammer in that way and, and all of that. That's, that's an act that he puts on. So, And that's always fascinating to me to, 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 to then meet someone like him who's like really kind of calm and cool and just, you know, just behaves like a normal person and um and and yet you see this crazy character that's up on up on the screen that's manufactured so yeah he was there he guided us through the things he wanted and and you know had very clear clear ideas about about a lot of stuff and you know we helped him write some joke stuff into it i can't remember anything specific but he wanted it it was when i've talked about eddie or before usually our work is uh, designed to be innocuous you know just background um sense of reality but when we do comedies quite often they want us to play it up because they want to punch up anything that they can so we did a lot of goofing around working on this film and and re really had a lot of fun but uh yeah it's been a long time since i've seen it and and <laughs> watched it um <laughs> night before last and um my lovely patient understanding wife actually sat I was through the whole ask thing with me you like this movie i knew you were going to i know I this, gonna... this has become this, <laughs> okay. this has become the the, the running story yeah. now she actually went ahead and watched the whole thing and i i could feel her cringing and i just thought why is she not cutting me off i said honey you know if you don't if, 
you can't get through it it's okay i can watch it later on my own but she sat through the whole thing and just <laughs> couldn't stand it of course but uh okay I'm yeah. gonna, i gotta say this okay and this is no disrespect intended right now to right right now to me tia has lost all credibility since she walked out of other movies and she hung around for this one well i've never claimed she had any credibility and she wouldn't either she likes what she likes and hates what she hates and never the twain shall meet and and uh she's she makes no bones happy about texas, it correct she walked out of happy texas and she stayed yeah. for this okay. yeah but she forced herself now to be fair she forced herself okay and i, I don't know why she did because i thought no that that's that's the deal we, we you know I, I i i just like to see how far you get before you just say i can no i can't do this i can't do this but i, uh, I felt there was a part of me that felt oh this is what tia must feel like because i said <laughs> i'm doing this for ike because <laughs> that's, that's, that's what was going through my mind because, well, I'm just glad I picked it before I rewatched it because if I had rewatched it, I would not have picked it because I was just I, I, I was going to say I can't, <laughs> so... I can't I can't I can't you know once we reclarified what our rules were about torturing each other, then it would have been oh you know what that's a good that's a good one yeah that's a good choice. Oh, first of all, I just got to say on that note, just you wait for the next one. But, uh, <laughs> but... oh, I can I cannot imagine, and of course I will uh, dutifully um, make my way through it. <laughs> Well, here's, I just want to give some of my initial thoughts. Okay, because I, I am a fan of Bobcat Goldthwait. I am a fan, a huge fan of Julie Brown. So it had a lot of people that I liked in it. You know, Adam Sandler, who's in it too. But as, and you know, and granted, alcoholism in the clown community is always ripe for comedy. But, yeah. but here's, here's and I read, I read all the, like the trivia notes that he used it as a metaphor for the stand-up comedy circuit and all the cliques formed within it. So I read all that. I, I got it. And I did like the idea of a clown bar, all the clowns hanging out, drinking and commiserating with each other. So they had some amusing things in it too. But I kind of got lost when they're, they're clowns the entire movie. I thought, okay, when's he taking off and becoming someone else? And that never happened. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> um, I said, Julie Brown, who I love, had her speech impediment come and go, you know, throughout the thing. Sometimes it was there. Most of the time it was there, but then there were times that it just didn't. And then she had it again the next scene. So here, here it is. Here's my notes here. Movie opens. I'm, I'm hating it three seconds in. I just see the tone of it. And this Hannah Greed appeared in this movie. Did, did she lose a bet? Was she hard up for work? Like, you know, what, what happened that she appeared in this? So that's the first thought going through my mouth, my mind. Here's the next things that I saw. Um, I read that people walked out of the screaming screening partway through, which I, I got it. <laughs> uh, Esquire magazine has it on their list of 75 movies every man should see. And I'm thinking, how bad are these other 74 films? <laughs> Here, Bobcat Goldthwait said that many of the actors improvised their own lines. And again, perhaps they should have stuck to a coherent script instead. That was maybe one of the issues. Here's more. I, I got a lot of these. It was 87 <laughs> minutes long, 87 minutes where I felt the soul being sucked away from my body. 
87 <laughs> minutes of my life that I'll never get back. It was it was like a common core movie to me where the math doesn't make sense since somehow 87 minutes could actually feel like five and a half hours. <laughs> One more. And I saw Bob, Bobcat Goldthwait and Joel Murray were also in the movie One Crazy Summer with John Cusack. I don't know if you saw that. Ironic and it also had Demi Moore in it who tried out for this movie. So that One Crazy Summer was not great, but it felt like Citizen Kane compared to this for me. <laughs> so oh my God, like, no, I have, I have not seen that one. I have not seen that film, yeah. It, it was just, I, I didn't know what to say. I just like, you know, and, and Robin Williams, the, Robin Williams was amusing in this too, but again, they had Robin Williams, and I, I read that he wrote the part for John Goodman and John Goodman turned it down. Uh, and Demi Moore auditioned for the part, the Julie Brown part. So, like, you know, I don't know what was going on in her career that she didn't get, that she couldn't land this, but it, it was just so bizarre. And, and also, I read that he had first wanted to make this like some weird movie that, were, that he had powers, and he left some of that part in where you saw the clown, he was able to jump up to the, to the railing on the second floor. I don't know if you remember, you know that. Oh part. yeah! Oh yeah! Right. Oh yeah! So, completely, completely. I mean, I don't even know what you call that. You can't call it a non sequitur. I mean, it's it's just like, where did that come from? Yeah, well, that's why he he originally meant intended it to be somewhere else, but something. I just, I did not find myself laughing. I, I thought, look, I found there were amusing parts in there. They definitely were, um, and the cast. You know, great cast to me. It just the tone felt I, I I didn't find the humor in it, and maybe this is just me. I don't know. And I laugh at a lot of things. I laugh at a lot of stupid things. So I love stupid movies, but this I I don't know. It just it never grabbed me the whole thing, and I was just like, oh my god, how much more is this? So <laughs> the thing, but it, it was so bizarre. And I have to find, this is what I wanted to find out from you. So what, what you did love about this movie. I have to ask that first. Well, it, I, it, I, and I think the context of this is just the time, the, 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 the time frame, the period of time. Look, the people, you know, my, my co-workers, my fellow actors, were, they were all incredibly crass, dark, darkly funny people. I mean, you know, the, these, they wrote some of the dirtiest, most offensive jokes I have ever heard. And I would never repeat um, because <laughs> this is their sense of humor. Many of them, not all of them. The ratings, you want to? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to get canceled over somebody else's joke because I repeated it thir 35 years later. Um, but it, it, so I have a very dark sense of humor. It's very dark. With me. I mean, yes. you know, I, I, I have to say, and you know, I'm, 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 I'm one of those, one of those um, critics or assessors of Stanley Kubrick's work, in the sense that he he makes dark comedies. That that's what he does, and it's. And not everybody sees that. And and the thing that the, his, the film of his that, of course, I truly am the most affected by every time I see it is is um, A Clockwork Orange. And it's it's a it's there is no darker comedy than a than a dark comedy about ultra violence. 
And so I I loved the I loved the concept of this movie. But yeah, it's un, it's not structured well enough. It wasn't written well enough. It was incredibly low budget, which might be obvious. And to me, revisiting it now so much later, it looks like a student film is what it looks like. It's looking like a student film that could have gotten the writer director's other work. But no, you, no one ever needs to see it. It, it, it. it smacked of that to me because I have seen student films, you know, they're rough around the edges. They're not necessarily well edited because they're, it, they're made by film students. Um, no matter how talented that might be, it takes a lot of experience to, to, as you know, write anything, number one, let alone um, assemble something that's, that's watchable and enjoyable. So, you know, and I, you know, it, it's 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 not funny this isn't funny it's 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 tragic but there was this you know this very long protracted period of time in the 80s and and the 90s where alcoholism was front and center in in a lot of people's conversations and awareness and um you know um i, I was familiar with aa and al-anon and meetings like that and and kind of seeing what goes on there and you know hearing stories about knockdown drag out alcoholics and and how they behaved and what they were like and it made me uncomfortable that he was making trying to make a comedy about an affliction like this but at the same time we kind of had a, have a history of of alcoholic characters you've got arthur and you know and 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 other his characters where it would be really uncomfortable I, I i haven't seen arthur in a long time either but it would probably be very uncomfortable to watch it again year. yeah <laughs> yeah you know um so for some reason when we worked on it and again it was unfinished at the time we were used to seeing unfinished films and you know just seeing them raw and seeing what they you know what the what the content was and the material was but for some reason man it just hit our funny bones on that day and um and and thankfully we didn't have to fake it because we've worked on comedies where we had to fake it because if you don't laugh man you you got the 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 like the death the death <laughs> feeling in the room is overwhelming and so we found ourselves as actors forcing ourselves to laugh this one we 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 really didn't and i just i just think it just because it made me so uncomfortable and i tend to like that i tend to like that um and i i just like i said we we were fans of bobcats i i love i love him and and i thought well he's such a quality comedian there's got to be something here but it it doesn't hold up and no it's horrendous the bottom line is horrendous i don't recommend i recommend people see it if you just want to experience horrible movie making robin williams didn't amuse me in the slightest bit he's really? not funny he's not it's these bits yeah i think he i think he said had two jokes in there that i kind of giggled at this time and i care i think the one about wearing his uh, shake shows up at mime class and that's where robin william comes in he's he's teaching mime to the students and um bobcat is uh shakes is hiding out there so he puts on a mime getup and he's got the black leotards but he's got these ridiculously like bikini underwear on over the top of them and and the one of the first things that robin william says is 
is, you know, perhaps you'd like to relook at your wardrobe and wear your underwear on, underwear on the inside um, next time, mm-hmm. which I thought was really funny. But then that was kind of where it ended. And, and everyone did that. I read everyone was was ad living, you know, giving their own little imp- improvisation stuff during the film not everyone could do that <laughs> yeah it, it doesn't doesn't it always no it doesn't always work just because they're funny people and they probably say funny lines sometimes but it, it felt that way it, it didn't feel focused and really directed and 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 i think that i also i also think that you said you were waiting for them to break out of their clown characters and be real people I think that was the problem that Bobcat was out of his makeup. You know, when he went to bed, his makeup was off and then he put it back on in the morning. You know, I I think refreshing it was interesting when he stopped at the bathroom on the way to the, to the kids party. But I liked the idea that they were always clowns, that that's what, how this world, this weird world existed. These clowns were always clowns, which is why, it was such a thing for them to hate each other rather than their chosen profession. It's just simply how they existed. But I guess he just didn't really want to commit to that or it didn't work for him. But then it ultimately ends up not really working um, in the movie. Cause you're right. You know, they're all they're dressed up as clowns all the time. You see him out of makeup um, occasionally. And so that then becomes inconsistent and the whole, yeah, bouncing around superpower thing. I, I didn't get that at, at all so it's very problematic in many in many ways but i i'll say i felt like the one thing it was worth watching for was tom kenny's performance as the evil um binky binky the clown i really liked what he did and i didn't know who he was when i saw it the first time i i was familiar with his name but i didn't i didn't know that much about him as a voiceover actor until until later so I just thought he shoots the I fame just, after. <laughs> yeah. What's that? And then he shoots the fame after that. Yeah. 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 Um, so it, it was, it, it was very interesting to watch him work. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not quite sure what else, what else to say. Uh, Cause I, I'll never watch <laughs> it again. I'll never, ever, ever watch it again. I'm, I'm now completely done <laughs> well well I, i'll i'll say same but you know I'll, I'll just you know i i looked at the preview before we did it and usually when we do these things i go and just buy it on amazon prime because to me it's if i'm going to rent it it's like four bucks buying it is like 10 bucks or whatever so i said i'll just buy it just in case i want to watch it again from the preview i said now I'm going to rent this one. This is the first movie that I just <laughs> rented. Because I said, I'm not going to, I, I have a feeling I'll never watch this a second time. <laughs> so I was glad that I did. I saved myself $6 on it. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm, 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 I'm certainly happy I saved you some money today. <laughs> no, it, it was just, I said it was whole bizarre. I got the whole stand-up comedy thing. I, th- I, I got that they're, they're always clowns because I guess they're always on. This is their persona hanging out at the clown bar. And he said that he patterned it after uh, a bar where all the comics used to hang out and were, everyone was just as bitter, I was reading. It, it, I, I, have, I have a wide variety of things that I find funny, uh, different. I have a very dark side as well. I don't know, it just never got to me. It never got to me to the point that 
I left. And maybe back then I would have, I don't know, I would I was in college age when this did come out. So it's very possible. But I don't know. It just, just looking at it now, I, I just did not find a lot of the humor in it. And like I said, I am a fan of Bobcat. I, I am a fan of Julie Brown's. Um, so a lot of the people in this and Sandler I love, but it just never grabbed me. And all the and I felt like all these people were being put to waste, not letting their their true talents come out. I, you know, that was one of the things that, that did get to me that the script was did not give them anything to do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, it's that's absolutely the truth. That's 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 what happens if you don't have a, you know, if you don't have a real spine for what you're what you're trying to create then it, it goes off the rails when it goes off the rails you lose the audience and no it didn't you know it it, it, it i i gotta say it's 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 a, it's again yeah if you see it for the some of these films for the first time 30 30 years later um you're 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 experiencing them as you know with 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 an entire history of comedy and funny and all of that 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 has that you've seen watched and enjoyed and then it just puts it to shame you know it just it puts it it puts it to shame but no it just it 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 didn't it didn't work it didn't work i just i i don't know it, when you remember laughing at something and finding something funny and and you carry that for a really long time and then try sometimes trying to revisit it just it it doesn't happen well that's what i'm saying when you before we do we before you watched it this time now i'm curious there too did you, the memories that you had of it you had a, a bit of it of loving it right that's what i just that i'm not putting any disparaging on I'm just no saying, you know, no i did how the mind, how the mind works because i did just, you did. I bought I bought the DVD. Um, <laughs> I don't have it anymore. So I went to look for it. And I thought I think I bought it, or maybe I just I, or maybe I rented it. I just rented it because I wanted to see it finished. Um, I probably rented it. I don't think I, I don't think I bought it. But I still thought I still back then I still thought it, I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny, and I don't think it's funny anymore. I, I really don't. And it's not. It's not the concept because the concept was what I loved. That was the thing that I thought was so interesting, and a great was Tom, vehicle was Tom for. Tom Kenny in with you when you recorded when you did the voice? No, 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 no. None of the cast was just uh, just Bobcat because he wrote and directed it. So he, mm. you know, wanted to make sure he was. Um, and, 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 and and you know, filmmakers get of course very you know picky as well as they as well they should and he was trying to make sure he guided our improvs for the background stuff around you know the 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 world that he was trying to set up that these that these clowns exist in um but yeah i mean when you, the other the, the other thing that's interesting about it is when we see it those days we were watching it on film but it was black and white film because they use work prints you don't mm -hmm. see it you don't ever see a movie in color until it's completely done because it's too expensive oh really that's interesting yeah that. yeah work prints have to be handled constantly um and they're they break and scratch and they need to be replaced and and oh, every, oh. You know, all the different departments need their reels you know to to so rather than go through the expense of printing a lot of color uh, versions of it that are just going to end up in the trash they do it in black and white because it was just 
penny, pennies on the dollar to, to do that. So seeing it, seeing it in black and white is even odder because you've got clowns with all their makeup and, 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 and all of that. So it, it tended to even create a stranger sense about it, uh, seeing it and seeing it in black and white first. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, 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 and I, I just, I can't, I can't, I can't, I don't think I can quite um, (laughs) explain myself away here other than just to say it was 1991. I was in a different place. The world was in a different place. And, and um, you know, my friends and, and, and co-actors were just, you know, that was, it was, it it was our sense of humor. Yeah. Was this the first time that I, going back to watch a film that you remember really loving that you did not now i you know i i don't i don't know because i think i think there are films i don't think i can name one right now that that i have gone back to to revisit and just thought oh no yeah not quite what i not what i what i i thought when i when i first saw it or back when i enjoyed it um because just I think movies, you know, there's so many movies lose their their sense of immediacy, um, you know, unless it's science fiction or a historical uh, drama. They films are contemporary at the time. Then they become dated as time goes by because that style is gone. You know, whether it's a style of humor or a style of cinematography or a style of music or or all of that it you know there there there's there yeah i just find my taste my taste has matured along with the amount of you know cinema that i've consumed over over time and and i get pickier and pickier and pickier all the time so then i'll go back and pick on things that i might have thought more highly of back when i first saw them yeah but uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I, I was reading again. The, this movie does have a like a, a large cult following. I was reading now, which you know, I guess every movie at some point does, or whatever. But there were also quite a few people now who said revisiting it, they're giving it good reviews. So I was like, mm. and I, reading that, I was like saying, what am I missing here that they're giving it good reviews, or they just or just want to be. Well, these reviewers just want to be like separate from the norm and you know stand out that they're saying that because i i still didn't get it so but there, there definitely i guess is an audience that people are liking it and it does have a following i you know i don't know i i, I don't know what i'm missing in it i just like I said, I didn't love it. I was, I was just curious. Looking at it, what did you think you gave it back then? On a scale of one to ten, back then, as opposed to what you think now? Oh God, um, I, I probably, you know, I wouldn't have rated it super high, but I probably would have given it a, a you know, a seven, because um, mm-hmm. it wasn't a well-made film. We could all see that. It was just so ludicrous that that we thought this is just so off the wall we enjoyed it for that. So that's the, uh, you know, that, that's the rating I give it, would have given it then, but now it's, 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 it, it is almost unwatchable. I mean, it just, it really is. There's not, there's not much, like I said, Tom Kenny's performance isn't worth watching the film for. Um, but just to enjoy a cringeworthy movie, um, 
if if that fits on the scale, I would still give it a seven or eight or a nine for cringeworthiness. <laughs> really? <laughs> Only for cringeworthiness, not for not for not for humor. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I'll honestly say that I'll never watch this again unless something unforeseen <laughs> happens. <laughs> like this, unless I want to show someone. I don't know my my final. I can't say that I, it was totally joyless for me because there were a couple of moments that I did enjoy or thought funny. Um, I like the two clown friends, Sandler and and the other guy. I forgot his name. I, I shouldn't. But I still, overall, I'm giving it a three. Yeah, that's about. I would I would say three. It, yeah, on a on a yeah watchability scale. Yeah, three is more than generous. I almost said two, but uh, I think three is right. Just about right. Well, I, I would, I do, I can't say I'm not going to recommend it because I, I, I do like when people go and see it and give me their opinions on it too. So <laughs> if I, I, I think you have to have to experience it once. And I'd be curious, I, I am curious if anyone has seen the movie, anyone who's watching has seen it, movie, you know, let us know in the comments what, what you thought, if you liked it or agreed, disagreed. And if you loved it, I'd like to hear that too, and ex explain the reason yeah. why. But it, you know, it fits in with our with our theme: forgotten films. It's it's it it might not be forgotten because it's achieving some, like you said, cult status. But yeah. um, but I you know I think this right. I love to say yes. There's it should be forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> it should stay and relegated to that. Uh... <laughs> I I'm just going to say one more time in closing though about how just you wait for your turn oh <laughs> now i'm dying because i want to see yeah yeah now i'm now i'm now i'm, I'm insanely curious oh, so I, I cannot wait now so yeah i'm not the only thing is that i am not sure i can find something that that i love that you will hate as much as i hated this one but, but so that's it. I, I think you you might have me for a good long time but I'm all right think. well hey so, <laughs> I, you might I'm patting win. my I'm patting myself on the back right now. There we go. <laughs> but anyway, again, let us know what you think in the comments. If you liked it, didn't, your thoughts, uh, if you agree, disagree. And as always, this has been Pop Culture Retro. I'm Jonathan Rosen with Ike Eisenman. Thank you for watching and please subscribe. Thank you for listening to Pop Culture Retro, where no one was hurt during the making of this podcast.